She grew up knowing one thing. She was trash. I love trash. What can I say? Welcome to I Love Trash, the podcast that celebrates and eviscerates your favorite trash content. I'm your host, Marie Maloney, and today we are watching The Prom, which is a movie musical. It's out on Netflix, um, and it debuted December 11th, 2020, which is my birthday. Can you believe? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's directed by Ryan Murphy. It... Uh, <laughs> it stars a bunch of people, namely Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, and Andrew Rannells, and a host of other great actors um, like Keegan-Michael Key and Kerry Washington. Um, so let, let's get into it. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is a movie musical. Um... Ryan Murphy is known for his camp. <laughs> uh, he does all the American Horror Story uh, iterations. Um, he also did that Scream Queens uh, show. Was it called Scream Queens? It was like on FX. It starred um, like Jamie Lee Curtis and a Jonas Brother. <laughs> uh, help me out. Maybe I should have done better research. But I know a lot of people know Ryan Murphy well. Uh, he also has a show on Netflix called The Politician. And um, he's a good director-ish. <laughs> I mean, I really like the way he uses, um, like, light and bright colors. Um, but you guys, this movie starts out. James Corden is playing a gay man with a lisp. With a lisp, you guys. This is not... This is not, you know, 1995. No. <laughs> We're in a new millennium. You cannot do that. Well, here, let me give more of the plot. So, um, Meryl Streep's character is starring in an Eleanor Roosevelt musical on Broadway, and James Corden is playing fucking FDR. <laughs> what an insult to FDR's... <laughs> what an insult to FDR's memory, the fucking... I mean, way to kick the guy when he's down. James Corden playing FDR. Un unreal. But um, James Corden is, like, her co-star in the music the bio musical of Eleanor Roosevelt's life um it tanks opening night and then these characters are like what do we do so oh my god I'm sorry guys <laughs> I mentioned before or maybe I have it I guess I didn't on my first podcast oh no I did um I have a cat named Wiggly and um <laughs> she just walked in here and just started uh scratching shit so so sorry if you heard that um Anyway, back to the plot. Um, they're musical tanks, and um, Nicole Kidman is like a chorus girl hanging at the bar they're at, they're drinking at to like, you know, 
drink away their sorrows about the film or the musical closing. Uh, and Andrew Rannells, an actual gay man, by the way, um, an out and proud gay actor in the world. Um, he's just playing a bartender that's obsessed with the fact he went to Juilliard, which I feel like would play a lot better in the stage version than it does in the movie version. And to be clear, this was um, a staged musical. So the original is by Matt Sklar and Chad Beguelin and book by Bob Martin. Uh, and this is actually based on a real life scenario. Um, because at the bar, um, these like Hollywood types, or not Hollywood types, these Broadway types find out that a girl in Indiana is not being allowed to go to her own prom because she's gay and she wants to take a girlfriend. Um, so, you know, like rural Indiana, they're like up in arms and these Broadway actors are like, let's go, <laughs> let's go show up and make a stand. Um, and that's exactly what they do. Um, it just, it's like, it's very dramatic in camp, but like the whole, um, the whole premise puts you in a really dramatic headspace. Um, and no, so this musical, the actual musical, not the movie musical, um, went up in 2018 and um it's interesting because like that's pretty fast from stage to movie production uh which is like an interesting aspect of this but um it's you know it's telling a very modern story of modern times uh and it's based on a real thing a girl in mississippi wasn't allowed to go to her prom um and the aclu helped her try and fight it um so anyway, they go to the school, they go to this high school, and um, Keegan-Michael Key is the principal of the school, and um, you guys, Keegan-Michael Key is not in enough stuff. I want him in more. I want him in everything. Him and Andrew Rannells are, like, really selling, selling their roles, selling this movie, and... Um, they're, they're saving it for me because this movie has kind of a lot of dips and um, it's very self-serving. Like, they do bust into, like, a PTA meeting, like, all four of the actors. And they're just, like, dramatic and they're like, being gay is A-OK. Uh, and, like, Meryl has a silly little, <laughs> a silly little number. Um, but what's cute, like a cute side plot is, um, Keegan-Michael Key's character has always had, um, or he's just like admired and had a crush on Meryl Streep's character. So that's kind of like a side little B plot that goes on. Um, but then my next note after watching this is, um, oh, so the movie is pretty quickly paced. So like they, the actors get there, they're trying to make stuff happen. Um, the PTA folds and they're like, okay, fine. You can have a prom. And um, James Corden's character like makes over the girl, um, the gay girl. 
I guess it's, this is, like, how weird this movie is, because, like, the girl who's fighting to go to prom is, like, a central facet of the movie, and they kind of, like, don't super focus on her. That's how I don't even remember her name. Let's just call her, um, cute hair. No. <laughs> uh, okay, let me look up her character name. Because I don't even know her actor name. It's an, it's an unknown actor. Her name is Emma. Emma Nolan is the character name. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, it moves really quickly. James Corden character. James Corden's character, like, makes her over, gets her a dress for prom, and they walk her into the prom, and, yo, the PTA pulled a ding-dang fast one, and Emma's the only one to show up at prom, and they set up another secret prom for the other kids, the straight kids. It's fucked up, you guys. That's a bummer part. Um, Emma sings to, you know, sing away the pain, <laughs> as you do in a musical. Um, but, sorry, I, another side plot is um, Emma is dating this girl. Her, like, girlfriend that she wants to take is named uh, Alyssa Green. And Alyssa Green is... Carrie Washington's daughter, and Carrie is the head bitch of the PTA. I explained that in a really shitty way, but I think you can follow it. So, <laughs> Carrie Washington's out here being a conservative, you know, gay hater, and meanwhile, her daughter, she gay. What a twist. What a twist, am I right? Um, <laughs> so we have the prom, the prom betrayal and, um, Alyssa Green, so like her mom drove her to the prom, so she didn't know about the, the, the bait and switch, um, until she arrived. And then she like called Emma and was like, oh my God, I didn't know. And Emma's like, whatever, it's fine. Like, <laughs> guess where, <laughs> like have fun with your straight friends. Emma doesn't say that, but she kind of says that. Um, so anyway, back to my notes. Um, my note after the prom betrayal is that Nicole Kidman's role in this is really strange. She's playing this, like, former chorus girl. And she wears, like, the slinkiest outfits and has, like, the most page boy of page boy hats. Like, trendy page boy hats. Um... But she doesn't really do much of anything. She's just kind of like a, like a goofy ditz. But then we hit... So that was my note. And then like two minutes later, we hit this number called Give Em Some Zazz. Give Em Some Zazz. And she she's just hamming it up in this number. Nicole... Like... I can see why Nicole wanted to do this now, because she got the Give Him Some Zazz song. Otherwise, it wouldn't really be worth her time. 
but give him some Give him some Zaz is so fun. She's talking about being a chorus girl and getting like called up to the big leagues and like the advice of like the director when she's nervous is just like give him some Zaz. Give him some Zazzle. And they do really fun um Fosse-esque like uh choreography during it. Her and Emma do. It's like in, in Emma's house after the prom betrayal. Um it's really it's a very fun number. And that kind of it didn't save the movie for me, but it was, like, a nice peek because this movie has so many, like, builds and then dips. Like, there were times when I could not stop myself from checking my phone, texting people, going on Reddit and my The Asshole stories. <laughs> I That's a weird sidebar, but I just love Reddit and my The Asshole. They're such good. It's such juicy content. But um, I couldn't stop myself because, like, there were parts of this movie that just, it'll chug along and then it'll lull. And the big lulls are generally when James Corden is on screen and talking a lot. Which is just, I wish he wasn't in this. I wish he was not giving us a, I wish he was not a straight man perform like giving us a very heartfelt gay performance and doing so with a lisp it's just so oh it's so offensive um after that okay after my note about the zazz number um oh (laughs) my next note is i love that the hollywood trope of 27 year olds playing teens is alive and well There are some teen friends of, like, Alyssa Green and Emma that, I mean, like, they're clearly, they're pushing 30. They're great dancers. They seem like okay singers. I don't know if they're really singing or if, you know, they got, like, a backup chorus to sing and they're just lip syncing the soundtrack for the movie. But they're great dancers, but they're also clearly 28 years old <laughs> you know and we see we see that all the time like the oc those ki- those kids were like 30 <laughs> and they're <were> playing like, <laughs> like tortured teens and rich like uh california here we come um but yeah okay so after this after um i noticed that The teens were all in their late 20s uh, in the high school. Emma has a talk with Alyssa Green, and she decides to break up with her because she just can't do it. Like, Alyssa's not out to her mom. Um, Emma's tired of hiding who she is. And Alyssa talks about um, just, like, how she feels boxed in and it's like um there's something about like life never being easy when you're Alyssa Green (laughs) that's that's part of it it's part of the way she sings it but um it's a really good I did that just sounded so stupid but it's actually a really great song uh I would encourage you to listen to it on Spotify um and the actress singing it she like she has vocal breaks like her voice 
cracks because she's upset. She's like crying it during the song. And the 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 vocal cracks are so real and so genuine. It's just like a freaking it's such a gut punch. Oh my god. Like you're like holy shit. This girl's really sad. Like it's just good acting. I mean it's called good acting, but like you know, when you see good acting, you're like, damn, that's good acting. It was great. Um, then there's a there's a um, a song with Andrew Rannells in a mall <laughs> called "Love Thy Neighbor," um, and he's with the the 28 year old teens in this. Um, he's p- kind of talking about their hypocritical beliefs. That's what love thy neighbor is about. And it's great. It's like a great variety number. Andrew's having a blast singing. He's like jumping off mall fountains. He's like dancing on tables in a mall food court. It's a, he's having a blast. And the late twenties backup dancers that are playing kids are also having a blast. It's great. It's great to see people having fun on screen and they're having a good time during this love thy neighbor scene. Um, after that, so, um, Meryl Streep's character, um, like a, a side story with her is that like, she went through a bad divorce and, um, she used to date a talk show host or she used to be married to a talk show host. And she's like, trying to become a a better person because clearly like her her and the the gang of of uh broadway actors coming to indiana is kind of like you know a stunt we all know this um from the jump but she's trying to just be like a better person um and she gets called out on it by keegan michael key's character too um so she's like okay i contacted my ex with which, with whom I have, you know, a tumultuous, tumultuous relationship, and um, I gave him the the vacation house for him to allow you, Emma, to like go on TV and you know win in the court of public opinion. <laughs> and Emma, bless her heart, she's like, oh. Thanks, but no thanks, bitch. Like, I'm going to do this my own way through a YouTube video. (laughs) And Meryl goes off. It's so funny. She's like, you owe me a house. (laughs) She just like lunges at her. And um, it's so fun. It's so good to see Meryl's chops just like, like see her break a little bit and lunge after Emma's character. Very fun. Good. I love... You owe me a house. Bitch, you owe me a house. You're making a ding-dong YouTube video, and you could have gone on, I don't know, some some Maury type of show. Go on Maury. You don't know that the YouTube hits are going to happen. Then you gotta you have to monetize it with the ads. Like, do you decide that people can skip the ads, or do they have to watch the ads? Like, just a mess. Go on Maury. Should have gone on Maury. But, um, okay, after this, um, oh, we learn, like, a little more about James Corden's character's backstory, and, um, it's a super sad, um, like, 
coming out and losing your family story that like in the script is very well told but because it's James Corden he's so unlikable that like I don't care and that's that's the saddest part like don't cast this doofus in your movies if you want them to have any real like gravitas don't do it James, I want, I wanted so badly to feel sympathy for James Corden's character. And I think if it was literally any other human, I could. But because it was James, I was like, I, he's still acting like a smug dingus. And that sucks. That sucks. Um, okay, my next note is, oh, there's just a really good quote from Meryl. Because <laughs> she's she finds herself like giving like having to make more and more sacrifices um, to kind of atone for the attention grab that like going to Emma's hometown is, um, and she has this quote: "Why does being good cost so much?" And I believe she says this to Keegan Michael Key when she's like trying to win him back over to her side. Uh, and replan a prom. And that's just such a great quote. That's true. Being good does cost. Well, something. I don't know so much, but it costs something. But the cost is worth it. Right? Right, America? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm recording this on the day of uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. So, yeah, so it's kind of like a, a quote you really want to... I mean, being... Good winning did cost a lot, you know? Not only just 400,000 lives due to COVID, but a lot of other stuff. Um, you know, family relationships fractured. Um, you know, so many things. So many cases of injustice going on in the world. So yeah, it's just like, that was a quote that hit me really dead in the feels from this okay Ryan Murphy movie. Um, so then they pull together a second prom for everybody. The YouTube video goes viral, which I freaking hate in movies and shows. Stuff does not just go viral like that. Like, it takes a shitload of work and time, and there's no formula for things going viral. And there's a, there's just been, like, a slew of content. I've seen it in, like, Emily in Paris, which we'll definitely be doing an episode on soon. Um, I've seen it in Emily in Paris. I've seen it in Hallmark movies. I've seen it in just, like, regular television shows. Um, it's just, like, a major random premise now like oh did you see this so-and-so went viral like and we need to we need to stop we need to stop because that's just not the way it works and we shouldn't be it's it's just lazy storytelling it's lazy storytelling and, it, and we shouldn't do it anymore um so anyway they they put together the prom it's amazing the youtube video invites people of all you know 
sexual orientations and, um, you know, various levels of um, identifying, uh, like, they, them identifying. Um, there were some people who, like, showed up who were, um, who were differently abled, which was cool. It was just, like, an invitation, a prom for all. It was a prom for all that they put on. Uh, and it was beautiful. And so, like, Emma, come, like, you know, Emma's kind of, like, the main focus. Um, Alyssa Green comes, and they make up. But you guys, Carrie Washington walks in to the prom for all in the most incredible, stunning, unique, gorgeous dress I have ever seen. She walked in. Her hair was amazing, like amazingly coiffed. But the dress, I... I screamed aloud. I said, Carrie! I screamed aloud, Carrie. I screamed. I screamed in my home alone. I scared my cat, Wiggly. It's so good. The, the fashions, the looks that Carrie turns are incredible. I, I just wanted to bask in the glow of her dress. I should have put it on pause. I should have, like, that's my new meditation app. Carrie, Carrie Washington in a beautiful dress in the movie Prom. The Prom. But, um, so Carrie walks in. She, um, she makes up with her daughter. Her daughter came out to her and Carrie was, like, shook. But then she's like, I love you. You're my daughter. Uh, and everything's all good. Um, Keegan-Michael Key lands up. Big ol' smooch on Meryl, which we love. We love to see that. Um, and then they end the movie with a, a school-wide and Broadway actor-wide, you know, closing number, extensive choreo, lots of flips and shit. Just, you know, of uh, sugary wholesomeness. Which is... You know, if you need, if you need a picky, here's what I'll, here's what I'll, um, say. If you need a pick-me-up, but you're also looking to scroll around on your phone for a little bit, <laughs> then, then watch the prom. It won't hurt you. But, um, you know, on a scale of, um, James Corden... To Carrie Washington's dress, Carrie Washington obviously being the highest, the the of most esteem. Um, I'd have to give this. I'd have to give this an Andrew Rannells dancing on a mall fountain. It's not. It's not Carrie Washington level, but it's not terrible. But James Corden, majorly, majorly weighs this movie down and that's uh it's a bummer i hope ryan murphy learned a lesson and i hope he never casts james corden again so yeah that's my uh <laughs> that's my review i'm sticking to it and uh 
thanks for watching. Or thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, I can't wait to drop a episode in your ears next week. <laughs> okay, this outro is clunky, but we'll get there. We'll get there together. Have a great week. Stay stay safe and stay trashy. Love you guys.